Welcome to the podcast. Today we have got a wonderful guest. His name is Graham Twine. No, that's me, obviously, but a good mate of mine, Vic, is going to interview me just to give a little bit of an update. He's got a list of questions which I haven't seen yet, and we're going to give you an update of where we are and um, talk about some of the wonderful things that have happened through COVID and some of the challenges, and um, yeah, I think you're going to really enjoy this bit of an update. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Are we ready? We are, we on? are ready. I feel like I need to say that to keep this authentic with the rest of the Suncoast Fresh podcast. Oh, right. Like, like <laughs> a little bit shaggy on the start. Graham, Mr. Graham Twine, welcome to your podcast. Why, thank you for having me on my podcast. <laughs> Today is a, uh, it's a special episode because I get to interview you. And uh, I've been looking, the, looking forward to this for quite some time now, to be honest with you, uh, to find out what it's been like to be Mr. Graham Twine over this crazy COVID period. I imagine it's been like nothing you've experienced before. Definitely not. And uh, me and, you know, probably everybody else um, have been in, um, yeah, that big twist, who knows what's going on each day, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Challenging times. Challenging to say the least. Um, I want to, look, there's so many different ways we could start this, but let's go right back to the beginning. March 22nd, lockdown begins. March 24th, Queensland closes its border. And then by March the 30th, Queensland has implemented severe restrictions on movement. People are staying in their homes. We're not allowed to leave. What was it like to be a business owner knowing that your business would be acutely affected by what's going on? Suncoast Fresh, primarily a restaurant supplier close restaurants we are announcing that we are closing restaurants uh i don't even think it happened like sunk in like that that night that sunday night i went what and i was thinking of all my friends in the restaurant game and customers and i don't i, I don't know how every i think it was just like unbelievable i think we're all in a daze potentially for the tell even the next morning you know you had to you know, that night the next morning was game on we need to do something quickly yeah yeah and you know what uh you could tell uh looking back now that you were in that positive mindset coming out of it but you know to take you back to that day one of lockdown did you see yourself coming out the other side was there a, was there a, a little inclination that this might not go according to plan there was definitely in the back of my mind but i made promises that it wouldn't i i i, I had it in my gut that uh, we could fail, you know. Uh, this was before JobKeeper and all that sort of thing. Like there was a part of me that was like, far out, I've been working really, really hard and probably just got it to a position where I was, you know, comfortable uh, and I was like, I could, we could lose everything, you know, like everything. And, you know, I, like a lot of people, have everything up for grabs if it fails and I was like, wow, we could lose the lot really, really quickly here. And, um, but I promised myself and I promised my business partner, Dwayne, he, he, we had a chat and I said, I'll get, you, I'll get us out of this, I promise. And uh, I said, we'll get through this. And, I said, and uh, the end of that text where I promised was like, you know, okay. Now we're in it. But you know what? It's just like a game of everything and, you know, just maintain the values, maintain what we were doing. We had plans in the background that, you know, other options with the, with the boxes was something that was, you know, in the background anyway. We, we had a lot of systems in place as far as, 
far as uh, our health and safety was, you know, at the highest already with supplying people like Stasa di Casino and House with Wolves and all the wonderful restaurants that we supply. You know, you've got to have a very high standard of health, you know, running through your culture and your business anyway. So it wasn't much of a step up for us to add a few more gloves and a few more masks pretty quickly to, to get the warehouse set. So I think you're selling yourself a bit short there. It's more than just a few gloves and a few masks <laughs> along the way there, surely. Oh, look, there is tons of things that, you know, I mean, that's just like the operation type stuff in the warehouse. Like we, I'm, what I'm trying to get at there is we're, we're pretty clean and tidy and hygienic is what I was getting at, you know. Yeah, you also work bloody hard along that time as well. Oh, yeah, 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 no doubt about it. Like, um, you know, the whole team, everyone, you know, we knew we, we had to sort of separate ourselves a little bit and there was a team that was brought on to, you know, let's say, um, you know, work out the list. We had to literally write a list of who could stay and who could go, um, knowing that every, you know, uh, more than 50% of our business, you know, nearly, you know, who, who knows, 25, 75% of our game was about to be gone, if not more. We didn't know if it was going to be 100%. Um, so we had to write a list of, you know, who potentials was who. and probables. Yeah, yeah, and that's a really hard list to write. And mm. um, um, but you know, we soon worked that out. But I, I just said, well, look, I've got to get on to, to doing the doing what I do and create business for us, and you know, start pressing the button on a few of these other ideas we've had in the background. Yep. Now, obviously, one of those ideas you just mentioned it before was selling home delivery boxes of your delicious fruit and vegetables. This new model, let's call it a new model. How quick was the pivot? Was that something you mentioned you had that in the background or back of your mind previously, but it seems like a no-brainer now to make that switch. Was it as well at that time? Um, it was really, really quick because the, the same values and the same principles uh, that we had already, uh, it was really just, um, it was a lot more than just. It was bloody hard. Uh, but we had to come up with the design of a box, we, in the design of a heap of boxes. We had to um, tell people that we were doing it, um, you know, tell a few retail shops that we supplied that, hey, we've got to do this. Um, but the thing is, um, you know, we we actually really started to enjoy it straight away. But adrenaline was running us. It wasn't actually... I don't even know how I how I did the first little while, but I remember just my teeth were grinding. I had migraine for weeks, and um, <laughs> and I was pushing every boundary. But just I was coming off. I was pretty you know confident that we had the product and we had the team and we had some farms and we had a lot of things ready. So and you know just even having that box ready, people go, "How the hell did you get that box so quick?" I was like, "We had that box. I pretty much built that box so that we could have it behind us when we um, did the videos." Yeah, so it was more like, I mean, from from my point of view, I was a bit on the outside looking in and I and I could see this process playing out. One thing that I found um and and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, one thing that I found that may have helped you quite a bit was it seems like you didn't have to change the philosophy or the internal processes of your business. It was the same philosophy, local, sustainable, environmentally friendly, all of those great things that Suncoast Fresh is already known for just in a home delivery box. Yeah, that's right. So it was exactly that. And we've been, people have been asking us to open a shop and, and um, you know, get stuff home delivery but you know our focus for a long time was yes we'll do that one day but um you know it just, it just forced the hand to come a lot quicker so yeah it's 
pretty pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look, one of the exciting things I would imagine is being able to support some of your wonderful growers uh, that you've got relationships with for, for so long. What did that feel like being able to go, you know what, guys, we're still going to purchase from you. We're still going to supply people with your produce. Like, is that something you pride yourself on now, that you're able to help people along the way? Um, yeah, uh, I guess it was like, um, yeah, we had a lot of stock coming and, and um, you know, go back quickly to that first week, you know, it was, it was um, you know, like we had obligations of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stock coming and um, hard to, you know, know what to do with, uh, you know, and we, we donated a lot of it and um, we, we, we actually, after that first lot was donated, we, we still continued to donate after that. And I said to Glenn, one of the warehouse managers in Brizzy, I said, I said, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out generous, man. I'm going to look after my <laughs> mates. And uh, I said, I'm not going to go down, um, you know, not being generous, not looking after my mates. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down generous. You're going to go down swinging. Why not? Yeah, that's it. And it wasn't swinging. It was like, I just want to make sure that if um, I could just see everyone was in pain. And you know what it was? I was driving home and I just went through the tunnel and I, and I uh, was going to cry on my own podcast. Wow. I'm trying to, it's my job to make people cry. But I pulled over and I started to cry. And I was like, man, it's doing my head in. And, um, and it made me just think, fuck, I'm not the only one. Like I was sitting in my car by myself and some tacky song come on that made me cry. And um, I was thinking of everybody else. And I was like, far out. If I'm like this, everyone must be like this. So I just got into the phone as many people as could. I was like, you okay? I'm, I'm, you might be okay, but if you're not, if you know anyone that's not, you know, let's. I said not just this week. I said you know, for the few weeks ahead, like if someone needs something, like just let me know. Like you know, we have to help, particularly hospitality game. You know, let's get them a box of fruit and veg. Let's let's do that. And and I wanted to remind myself to continue to do that through the whole period. And we're not at the end yet, and we're still you know hopefully able to look after as many people as we can. And. And I think that there's a certain energy that comes with that. Um, when you start to have that mindset of, you know what, even through this shit time, it's like we're crawling out of the trenches, there's bullets coming over our head, I'm going to make sure I look after my mates and start thinking of everything. You start to forget about, you know, what your problem is and you actually can focus on the game a lot better because you're not self crying about shit and the motivation it. changes yeah. a little bit yeah and, and i and i was able to actually go right i've got a purpose again and i've got to make sure that you know and i well not that i didn't lose my purpose but i mean i got a different purpose now and it's to look after my friends look after my employees and um and actually do what I've, everyone's been asking us to do anyway and that's get some stuff into the homes yeah and you're also serving a, a very unique need at a unique time as well that the community was calling for. It, this, you know, let's take ourselves back there. This wasn't something that was out of the blue. People needed this service as well. Yeah, that's right. You know, like yeah, the, like you know, prior to that, it might have been a little bit harder to launch um, the box thing. Uh, but this was there's obviously the massive need with everyone having to stay inside and and the, and the chains not able to do it anymore and failing and. And we were like, no, nah, we'll find a way. And it was pretty shaky at the beginning with super late deliveries. And thank you to everyone who received their box at 8 o'clock at night. But um, <laughs> we, we, we got there in the first week but because um, uh, it was ridiculously a big uptake and, um, you know, a quick build on the website uh, with our wonderful people. And, and when we got there quickly, but 
I forget where we were. What was your <laughs> no, no, that's fine, mate. That's fine. Look, personally, I think it's a it's a pretty good reflection on not just yourself, mate, but the team that you've got behind oh, you yeah, to yeah. be look, able to do that. Look, I get to be the front man and it's... And it's You're like, the face of the business. Yeah, the face. Let's call it the face. Maybe <laughs> not the front. But um, I'm definitely the face. And, you know, like Dwayne, my business partner, Sammy and Byron, an absolute an amazing person who got on board with the community Everyone knows Sam. Everyone had his back. And um, before we know it down there, we're looking after the community as well with donations. He, you know, you know, he was on the front page of the newspaper down there and, you know, he got in got in with Bayleaf and they with Dan and they were just doing some amazing things, things with, you know, Brook Farm Musley and a few other people down there and Stonewood and whoever else it was. But, um, yeah, they really looked after the community. So a lovely little community and Sam was um, really proud to be a part of that. It's got to be one of the highlights, right? Being able to say that you genuinely served your community and and looked after people because, you know, there's a lot of people in, you know, in my experience during this COVID period, there's a lot of people who went, you know what, I'm just going to tighten the belt and look after numero uno. Mm. But that's not the direction that Suncoast went at all. And this isn't just blowing smoke. This is genuinely what Yeah, it is hard to talk about really because it sounds like blowing smoke. But um. You know, that is what happened. And I don't know, you know. And I'm allowed to say this because, you know, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to pump yourself up. But I saw what happened. And, yeah. you know, genuinely, that was the motivation. And, yeah. like, you know, I've, I've got the hairs on, on my arms standing <laughs> up right now because I'm like I was there with you. And mm-hmm. to, to see a group of people go from doing one thing really well, your wholesale business, and to be able to pivot in a matter of, you know, a week. Mm. To fill a need of the wider community, it's a special thing to see, mate. Mm. Honestly, it's a special thing to see. You know, I like I said before, the adrenaline kicked in and I was not afraid to ask. I went through my Facebook and hello to friends who I'd never spoken to in years and I was just messaging going, guys, like this page for me or to get this info out. I am going to do this and I'm going to, you know, one, offer. I'm going to offer a service. I'm going to offer a safe service to people's homes and it's going to, you know, and then I went far out and need bread. Okay, I need good bread. Okay, let's get some good bread. Let's get some great milk. Let's get some other products in this box as well and um, and get it to people's homes. And I was absolutely strict as hell on, like I said before, the hygiene, the cleaning of the cars and all the stuff. But, um, yeah, it, it was, um, it was, it was and still is, um, you know, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, look, we focused a little bit to start off with on, I guess, some of the, I don't want to say negative, but some of the challenges that we faced along the way. Um, and I'm saying we as if I was there right with you in the trenches, mate, but I was. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to call it like I was. Um, we faced a lot of challenges, you know, with the pivot, helping people out, changing the business a little bit. But there are also a few highlights along the way as well over this period. What stands out for you initially? Well, if, if there's one thing that you could pick out, because I've got a few to talk to you about. Oh, we've got a whole new community and a whole new set of relationships. And I tell you, I've never... I reckon I've made a lot of new, genuine friends myself. I know that um, just through these challenges, I think we've all become even more grateful. Like gratitude's super, super important all the time, and we're able to, you know, be grateful for the country we live in, just the people we're around. You know, you can look at each other in the eye and and um and know who's got your back and i saw guys in our company working so many hours and so hard to get this done and everyone was going on so i guess it's reinforcing the relationships that we already have and also um you know a whole new community of people 
uh, who are hopefully um, going to listen to our podcast and uh, come on this journey of, you know, trying to keep things local and trying to reduce plastic and trying to look after, you know, each other. Um, you know, it's, in it's, the right way as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really, and I tell you, um, there's a lot of people I haven't, you know, probably got back to due to the, you know, 200 plus phone calls a day, but. Uh, I I'm really have met some amazing people and there's a couple in Byron that was, you know, we we're going to put some products and we will be adding more products to the boxes as now it's settled down and we've got a bit more time to do it, you know, a bit more professionally instead of throwing a dodgy picture up on the internet quickly. But, <laughs> um, you know, like we, we really have, I, I really genuinely made, and I'm not sure if that was the fact of the adrenaline and the openness and everything. It's also the thing that normally probably causes pain, but my open chest at the time was giving and receiving and i've met, i've really connected with some new amazing people um so um yeah awesome the the support online for suncoast fresh it's not a new thing but it's a different community now i think just touched on that this new community seems really invested in the why why you're doing these things the philosophy behind it i to me that seems like it would have played a big role and you know, as you just mentioned, the, the reasoning and the motivation for you to go into this new area of the business was really, you know, easy for people to see. This wasn't this wasn't a uh, a solely individual focused move. This was actually about helping your community, your oh. staff, the wider community with you know, great fresh fruit and vegetable, the industry even wider. You know, this is something we haven't even spoke about yet, but your ability to help out the industry, whatever that means, I mean, that's also got to feel pretty good as well, you know, keeping that ticking along. Oh, yeah, you know, like um, I was, you know, the bread we added with Sammy's bread, like, great. You know, we were able to add that to our box. He wasn't selling any bread to restaurants. There was another farm down the coast who was growing those micro herbs and, you know, we got him to grow them out a little bit larger and then we mixed them in with the salad mix to go in the boxes. There was actually a heap of examples like that where we were able to go, okay, instead of taking the strawberries for that, we'll twist them into that. So it was, yeah, lots of um, lots of different ways of helping. And I even remember putting a, a picture of a, a bolt of beer on Instagram. And uh, Sterling, who I'd have met years prior, who is now one of our podcasts because we've managed to, you know, come together a bit lately, um, you know, he's like, Mate, please drop in. I, I'm going to give you a card, and I've been watching your game lately. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're working hard, and um, you know that rekindled that relationship, which might might have dwindled off into nowhere. But um, you know, we don't sell beer, but uh, I love his beer, and it's created another friendship, I guess, and another part of our little community. Absolutely. I mean, look, I think it's important to recognise some of those positives along the way. You probably were in the thick of it and couldn't do it at, at that time, but you know, on that point, I've got a few positives that I want to go through because I think. You know, without without wanting to toot your own horn too much, it's important to talk about. Now, early on in the, the COVID period, Suncoast Fresh became Queensland a, a Queensland government certified supplier. Now, that's a pretty big deal for Suncoast Fresh, am I right? It is, yeah. It's to be on that list of, uh, and, and they wrote in that thing saying that, you know, what did they say? I can't remember, but I think it was along the lines of, you know, Suncoast Fresh is the type of company that's going to help us all get through COVID. And that's, you know, uh, I didn't actually have much to do with that. They sort of, I think one of my staff, um, you know, 
they'd been ringing us and asking us where we sort of, you know, the people that should be on this list. And, and then it was it was basically just before COVID was happening. I think it was going to happen whether this happened or not. But And with the crisis and when they looked at the flip and they come in and they check all your belt, you know, check all your dicks and making sure you're doing all everything right. And then to get that at that time... And to have that article go out, it was really nice. Bit of a vindication for the path that you were, you know, you had taken and were continuing to take, even though it's a slightly, slightly different, you know, pivot in the business. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it happened really quickly, and it was bang. I think I saw an Instagram post, a little article, and um, then it was gone again. It was onto the next thing. There wasn't much time for, for celebrating. Yep, one of the, uh, one of the highlights I've got down here that I want to talk to you about because I am partial to Australia Zoo. I do like me some Steve Owen. But what was it like? How did, the, how did that whole relationship come about? Because that, that seemed like a no-brainer. You know, when I heard about it, oh, of, of course these animals need high-quality produce. Of course it's difficult now that people aren't allowed to go and, you know, to visit Australia Zoo. It seems like a no-brainer to connect you to. I think, um, like, we already supplied the zoo, the cafes at the zoo, and we weren't doing much with the animals or anything really. But um, what... I know about the Irwins is that they don't, you know, they're not flashy with their personal cash. A lot of their money goes straight back into conservation, buying land, so animals. And I think, you know, you could probably, you know, look at the Irwins and go, mate, they must be loaded. But the truth is they've got that animal hospital. They've got a lot of expenses, the hundreds of staff, 1,200 animals. And 1,200 animals? 1,200 mouths to feed there. Wow. And, um, you know, as a, as a business, they were going through a time that was um, a little bit tough. Um so, you know, it was um, it was just, you know, that, that makes me, you know, cry as well, you know. Like it's knowing that them animals, you know, and you know what, we, we, we went up there and we, we dropped off some stuff and um, the staff were crying. They were like so grateful that we were just, you know, giving some stock and I went around and used my resources and I used every deal that I've ever done. I said, man, I need you to throw me a bone here. Beg, borrow and steal. Yeah, and it was. It was like, man, I need this. And the, and the oddest people gave me stuff. And I tell you, the oddest people have become friends that I probably didn't think would. And people gave me, a lot of it was given. The donations came through that portal that's on the website. Um, we were really, really fortunate that um, people were able to help us help them. Um, so great. And uh, to see, you know, that day that I got to meet Terry, um, you know, what a big, you know, fan moment for me, you know, what, a, what an amazing person, an amazing family, an amazing legacy that's going to go on for a long time. That turtle, I, I got to feed celery that nearly took my finger off. Um, <laughs> I was worried for you yeah, in that video. <laughs> but, um, you know, that turtle's going to live another hundred years, you know, and, and that's why they do feed them really good food um, because if you're going to be in a in a zoo then you know at least the food's got to be good you know yeah so um, you're not the the joe exotic of the fruit and vegetable world have you seen tiger king oh you haven't no, seen no, it? Haven't okay seen no, no 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 let's yeah. i won't even go there yeah, for no. those playing along at home a <laughs> um, couple other things as well that stood out for me um you're pretty quick to get on the uh you know on the on the giving front donating um Lighthouse Care was one of the organisations you work with. Oz Harvest as well. Same sort of thing. I mean, it seems like a no-brainer. You're in the position to do it. It's continuing that same mindset, that same, you know, the same philosophy, the same values. Is that right? Look, we're, we're, we were already working with uh, Oz Harvest um, just a bit, uh, probably more indirectly with a lot of dinners and stuff that they did and did lots with them at the Food and Wine Festival in Noosa. And, um, uh, you know, 
that's something we'll continue as well afterwards um, because, you know, it was, um, you know, there's a weekly thing we can do now where before it was a little bit um, spontaneous, like every now and again there'd be some charity, you know, yep, yep, we'll, we'll help out with that. So, but now it's going to be more a more of a regular thing and um, we'll be able to um, hopefully help them. Just, you know, just a little bit. It doesn't take much, a little bit from everyone really. And, um, um, yeah, that's a, that's a great new relationship as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um I think that's, you know, it's a bit of a reflection, I think, on the online community that you've built, that you were able to do all of these these wonderful things. Um, this is a socially driven community that you've built up over the last, you know, however many years. Uh, is this a payoff for some of the hard work potentially that's been going in or a, more of a reflection of the people that are, that are online, that are following you, that are, you know, kind-hearted, open-hearted people that have the same philosophy and the same... Yeah, philosophy of life that maybe you guys have at Suncoast. You know what? It's the same old thing. Geez, that sounds say. corny. I don't no, mean it's no, corny. No, I know. It is. That sounds very, very corny. But it is the same thing that people say. If you were in the position, you know, you probably would have done the same. So, you know, if there's a kitten in the tree, you're going to climb up and get it. And, you know, at the time there was a need and, um, you know, I don't I even know. I, I really am. I'm, it, it is such a blur. It was just, it was like a swing of a bat. Like, you know, I know you love cricket and, it was just something that just happened and maybe it was a, a reflection of all the values and the community and the new community and, but, um, you know, it was, um, yeah, it does sound corny. It, yeah. It's just what we did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And look, you've got to remember, this happened over a really short period as well. Everything that we've just discussed is, you know, let, let's condense that into what, maybe a month, mm. you know, six-week period. And I think there's a lot of you know, I guess a lot to be proud of, a lot to be thankful for as well, to be, you know, to have a bit of gratitude in there as well. So, you know, obviously thank you to everyone who helped mm. us along the way as well. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about the online community. Moving forward now, you know, we're not out of this yet. You know, there there might be, you know, second wave phases of opening back up again. But right now, like this community, what what would you say is the most important thing that you'd like to get across to them in terms of supporting not necessarily Suncoast, but, you know, the restaurants, the suppliers, you know, the people who are going to be opening their businesses up again over the next, mm. you know, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah, um, there's lots of great restaurants opening up right now, and it is going to be different uh, for them in that a lot of that restaurant, you know, restaurant type product that might not be a retail type product, um, you know, sort of super baby herbs and and um, weird and wonderful things that we were, you know, probably renowned for being able to get. That's going to be a little bit harder and a lot more communication with, particularly to start off. And, and um, you know, so that they, you know, please get in contact with whoever, you know, looks after you at Suncoast to make sure that you, you get that right. But um, I, I do think that menus are going to need to be simpler. I think that um, people are going to really need to learn how to um, or go back to cooking, you know, just great flavoured carrots for example you know like bringing flavor out not relying on um all those bells and whistles that they might have got a little bit you know reliant on and there's a little, we deal with a lot of great chefs who, who can cook fantastic food and 
Um, so hopefully, you know, they can just continue to to embrace what is still our philosophy of eating in season and eating what is good and, and working with what, you know, is available because it's going to take a little bit of time before, you know, the full range is up and blaring off like it was. But I actually just don't think some of it will ever come back. You know, I think that we almost had too many choices. We were almost spoiled. You know, it was dance, give, you know, we had so many products um, Maybe a little decadence and we didn't even know. I, I think we were, yeah. And I think we were a little bit spoiled and we were spoiling everyone and everyone was, you know, we were able to do a lot of it. But I think a lot of people are going to look at their business differently now and go, you know what, them trimmings are bloody expensive. Mm. And, um, you know what, people are pe- what are people going out for? What have we missed about going out? It's, it's not necessarily the, um, the bells and whistles garnishes on my food. I want great food and I want great value and I want great flavour and I want a great ambient and I want to be able to see my friends. Um, you know, it, I think it, I think we overcomplicated a lot of things leading into this and um, I think now's the opportunity to, to reset what you were doing and making sure that menus are fair and equitable to the, the business that, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these places are business and, and it's got to, um, you know, the restaurants have got to make sure that they're making money um, and, and, and achieving their goals and I think menus will be slightly different and um, I'm looking forward to that because I see a lot of it as a bit of a challenge for us all to come together and communicate and make sure that we are really and truly eating in season. And even us as a business, you know, we do a lot of educational stuff on the Instagram. Um, and um, But I, I do think that I'm going to do a lot more up-to-date, hey, hey, these are dear, let's use this. So, you know, a lot of that is based around restaurant stuff. So, you know, we're going to start that another Instagram, which we already have started, uh, for the boxes, um, which is actually, you may as well tell everyone, at Suncoast AT home so some goes at home but not the little at symbol um so that we can actually direct more of the box stuff to them and educate you've them let different. the cat out of the bag there mate. yeah i have let the cat out of the bag. you heard but it yeah. here first ladies and gentlemen <laughs> but, yeah so that so that people can um you know we can really direct the box people but you know we want people to follow both by all means because um you know there's going to be lots of opportunities and lots of lots of heaps of prizes actually coming up for people who are supporting the boxes and we're going to work that in with a lot of our restaurants and bring that community the two new communities together so that, you know, we've ended up with a massive um, uh, audience and um, who trust us and who know that we work with good products and good people and, and good restaurants. And but now we've got this opportunity to bring our little community, our new community and our and our restaurant community together. So hopefully, um, you know, everyone gets to benefit of a lot of stuff that I, I think that people know. And a lot of people come to us for like a restaurant guide. For me personally, they go, hey, where should I eat? What should I do? What should I, where should I go? And now we'll be able to, we've got a whole audience that wants to know that. And that's why we, we were able to, you know, when the guys, you know, whilst COVID was happening, we were doing the boxes, I was ringing every chef as much as I could. And I was getting them to write recipes for me. And some of the recipes haven't even been released because I've got strawberry recipes, which are just coming into season, which I'll use now. And, um, you know, um, I was just saying, oh, give me, a, a, you know, it was a challenge for them to get a, a, a recipe uh, that was um, friendly for a consumer to just use and be able to cook with the with not restaurant technology and not the restaurant oven uh, ovens and stuff. And, and I tell you, that, that apple pie recipe, that is bloody hard. <laughs> and I tell you, he, he wrote 50 grams of eggs. Are you kidding me? That's one egg, uh, Rian. <laughs> and uh, it was really, and I, and I actually sent it back to him three times going, mate, 
can you break that so normal people can cook this? Okay, not yeah. everyone's a Michelin star chef and thinks like you. Like, please bring this, you know, dare I say it, down to a level where I can cook and everyone can cook this, you know, because they're at home. Yeah. And um, everyone loved that, even though we did have a little typo on there. I think we had 1,800 degrees on the... Um, Seems of, a little high. Just a, just a little high. Yeah. But, yeah, so we were able to work with, our, uh, you know, lots of our chefs and say, hey, help us out with the recipe. It was a good bait touching base and making sure that people, you know, found their Instagram on the recipe cards and were maybe able to follow them and, and make a, a new connection there. So that was that was a part of that goal was to making sure right from then we were connecting the two. Yeah, so it sounds like although the message may have changed, uh, the overall you know, dare I say, philosophy, again, remains the same. Educating people to use great produce in the right way at the right time of year, maybe with a little twist on it now that we're coming out. As you say, people need to tighten their belts a little bit. People mm. are thinking a little differently now. Those those heady days of the Brisbane, you know, restaurant scene might be behind us for a little bit, but just changes a little bit rather than... It, know, it'll, it'll change for the better. Like, everyone's going to be able to get better value and... Um, I think it's, you know, less is more sometimes, you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of less is more, I've been looking forward to asking you these questions because I know that you've asked everybody else these questions, all of your guests on the <laughs> I podcast. Of course I'm going to ask you this, <laughs> mate. So for those who have been playing along at home for the other episodes, uh, Mr. Graham Twine likes to ask three questions uh, to his podcast guests. Question number one, dream car. Oh, dream car. Um, you know what? I don't know, but maybe, uh, uh, you know, the same as everyone else's answer was the old <laughs> Land Rover, you know. I think we all the want... The troop carrier. Uh, you know, the old one. I, I was fortunate enough to hire one on a holiday one time and and uh, it was freezing, freezing cold because uh, I happened to be so lucky to go to Iceland a long time ago. And it was cold on the side where you were sitting next to the door. It was freezing, but there's something beautiful about having the outside in and um, there's something, you know, traditional and, and amazing about those cars and you know you can go everywhere so you sort of feel safe and uh yeah so that's that's my old landy yeah great now i'm gonna call on your chef knowledge for these next couple of questions question number two favorite fruit to cook with uh well you know um i'm gonna wreck my instagram post for this week but um <laughs> it's um it's um you know is is rhubarb a fruit or a vegetable that is the question Ooh, and controversial. that is controversial i like ask. it um but I love, uh, you know, it's cooked in many ways like a, like a, like a fruit. So I, I do like rhubarb and I do think that it's a beautiful time to have rhubarb in that it's, you know, like a nice warm sort of um, rhubarb, you know, cook it down with a bit of sugar and water and cinnamon and whatever and uh, put that on some porridge um, with a bit of tahini is one of my favourite things. Uh, make me hungry, mate. Oh, no, a good friend of mine, Mish, who lives in Thailand now um, from a restaurant in Byron for many years ago, cooked uh, that one morning for breakfast. It was delicious. So, yeah, yeah, great. Okay, okay. And another another chef-related one to finish off, mate, favourite vegetable to cook uh, with? Um, it, it's, I think everyone's honest answer to that is actually potato because we all love chips but um <laughs> you know putting potatoes aside and there's so many wonderful wonderful potatoes the other favorite vegetable would be um probably uh let's call it eggplant melanzani or gene whatever you want to say yeah, I, do, let's I, do, on, I, I do love uh, i do love eggplant and i think it's got you know so many varieties so many cooking applications um you'd have to be a lot of people don't like it which is just weird for me but um 
yeah, you mix it with cheese and tomato, I mean, you can probably go wrong. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, look, Graham, mate, thank you for opening up. It's been a real treat to talk to you about this and it's also been a real treat to be part of this, you know, over the last six to eight weeks. Um, I know everyone at home has probably enjoyed this, so thank you. And I can't wait to see what the next little period is going to be like. Yeah, look, you know, it's really just getting back to basics and making sure that, you know, that the people are getting the good basil and the ripe tomatoes and, and, and making sure the restaurants and everyone are, are getting what they need on time every time. You know, the, um, the support for them um, at this time is going to be crucial and, and being able to continue, being able to have the time to set up the box business to, to have it, it harm by itself. Um, yeah, so, so we're real lucky to be able to have a little break almost from restaurants to get this set up and be able to have uh, a two-pronged effect and bring our little community together. So really, as much as this is the end of the podcast, it actually truly is the beginning of something new. And and I do still urge everyone, if if anyone is in need, um, you know, to make sure you get in contact with us um, because um, there's always a way around whatever the problem is. And that's what makes Suncoast Fresh special, mate. Onwards and upwards. Thanks for that. Cheers, mate.